Amen. Amen. Now we shall read our Bibles in the book of Luke chapter 10. Verse 30 to 35. Let's just have a brief word of prayer before we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come to this uh, session of breaking the bread of life, we depend upon your grace. We depend upon your ability. Help us to express the thoughts that you have towards us this morning give us the anointing of the Holy Spirit that it shall go with power to save this, the lost strengthen the saints instruct in righteousness and give faith to heal the sick. As we commit these things in your hands, in, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed leaving him half dead. Yesu ya mgaruka mwati, omushiji akabana ruga Yerusalemi, na ashuma Yeriko, ya gomu bambuzi, bamujulebi juwaro, bamutera, basigana yenda kufa. And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him, and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. When Komu Samaria Oavire Ayomurgendorwe, Kuya Izire Yaikao Yavirali, Kuya Murevire Yamjiresasi, Yamikao, Yashkamajitana Vinyo, Omutawe, Yamushemba, Banyima, Yamtembia and Ogoyaye, Yamuisa, Omonji Yabajenzi, Yamruaza. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pens and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Omukasheshe yihayedinari viri, yazi hamukama wejonju, na ajirati, omruwaze, 
ezi orakozese okurenga hariyeze zinkusigire kundi garuka yazi kwihura may the lord that blessings we can be seated mukama aho mukisa umushoma kwe kigamba ke now i know uh, many preachers preach about when they read these scriptures they read they talk about the good samaritan uh, but my topic this morning uh, based on those scriptures is that road the road between Jerusalem and Jericho the road between Jerusalem and Jericho that's, that's my topic now these two cities uh, these two cities, Jerusalem and Jericho, they have spiritual significance. Right? Now, let me read what the prophet says about it. So, uh, from the message, Thy faith has saved thee. Uh, 540411. Uh, Our sin tonight is a very sad, tragic, tragic look as we see a Jericho. Jericho was always a cursed city since the Jews possessed Palestine. A cursed city. Joshua said, Cursed is the man that built that city. Jericho always represented backslidden, backslidden. Jericho Jerusalem sets above Jericho the heavenly. So Jericho spiritually it represents the lowest state, spiritual state that a man or a woman can be. And Jerusalem represents the highest spiritual status that a man can be or that a church can be in. Right? Now, when you look at the, even the geographical status of, now, this, of, this, of those two cities, they are revealing. Geographically, 
Jerusalem is very is one of the highest cities above sea level. Jerusalem area yugurumunonga yugurunyanja yugurumunonga. Right? It is quite high. Area yugurukwe wale ba map. Now in Jerusalem I mean Jericho, kandi Jericho yo also is one of the lowest cities cities below sea level. Mazima nechibuge chiria hansa hansi yenyanja. Right? Now Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Let's just talk about Jerusalem. Jerusalem. I'm talking about in the natural now. Jerusalem has spiritual significance. Jerusalem, you know all the major religions of the world, they claim it. There is something about it. For us, as Christians, we find that it was in Jerusalem that the, the ultimate sacrifice for uh, our sins. God chose Jerusalem to be the beginning of our religion. Jesus was crucified there. Also, the Holy Ghost fell fast in Jerusalem. God would have chosen Galilee. Because in Galilee, that is where Jesus started his ministry. Is that right? Yeah, you Bible readers, you know. His public ministry started in Galilee. But the, so he could have chosen Galilee for the Holy Ghost to fall there. But he, but he told the disciples, go and tarry in Jerusalem. Amen. And also, the first church, Jerusalem was like its headquarters. Jerusalem all the hard doctrinal questions they were being sorted out in Jerusalem. Right? So, it was like the seat of the leadership of the New Testament church. Now, let's look at Jericho. As I said, it's one of the lowest cities geographically below sea level. It's a very hot city. Because of being, it is in the valley of the Dead Sea. Right? Amen. And spiritually, Jericho was a very wicked city. I don't know how it is now, but 
it, it was a very wicked city. And that is why when, when Israel went to the promised land, Jericho was the first city to be attacked. Is that right? And you see how bad it was. God told the Israelites, don't take anything from that city. Everything was to be burnt. Even the riches, the animals, and they carried the demons of that city. And when Akan took a gold wedge, God was so angry. But he no longer went with the armies of Israel. They didn't want anything from that city. It's only the gold and the silver. So, but it was supposed to just be put in the treasury of the house of the Lord. But among the congregation, nothing from Jericho. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, look. From the highest place in the world, to the lowest place in the world, it is a very short distance. The distance between the two cities it's only a 20 minute drive. I don't know how, how far it is in terms of kilometers. But a 20 minute drive maybe would be something like not, less, not, more, than, more, than, not more than 40 kilometers. So you can imagine that the road is very steep. It is like climbing a tree. In other words, it is very easy to slide downwards. But very difficult to go upwards. And that has spiritual significance. It is very easy to backslide. But repentance and going up to Jerusalem can be hard. You need to pay a price. Now, the other thing about this road, 
The other thing about this road is that it is full of robbers. It was full of robbers. It was, that is why Jesus he chose that road to, go, to talk about the parable of this good Samaritan. It's a risky road. Right? Now, Jerusalem, as I said, it represents just, just, just as a summary. Jerusalem represents the heights of Christian victory. Jerusalem it represents a status, a spiritual status where Satan cannot get you. Jericho Yeriko represents a spiritual status where the Holy Spirit cannot get you. Ordinarily, ordinarily. It will take a special miracle. Now, I'm, I'm just laying a background for my topic. There is a status spiritually where God wants to take you in a place where Satan cannot get you. That whatever happens your, your destination is sealed in heaven. And no matter what happens, you cannot get lost. See? Now, Satan also has a status that he wants to take people to where you cannot get saved. You are out of reach for the Holy Spirit. Now, and the, the forces, the spiritual forces that, that are working among men today, working among girls, working among boys, they are trying to push people. The Holy Spirit wants to push you to a place where you are out of reach for the devil. And the devil wants to push you to a place where you are out of reach for the Holy Spirit. And we are on that road in between Praise the name of the Lord. 
And I believe that we are somewhere in between all of us. Now, this, this may be doctrinal. So, I'm choosing my words carefully. Spiritually, individuals, you could have reached a place where Satan cannot get you. In other words, you are, you are in a place where you cannot get lost. But that does not mean that you cannot backslide. Because backsliding it's not the same as getting lost. Right? Yeah. You remember in the teaching of the, the exposition of the book of Hebrews where the prophet taught us that you, God can put you in such a place whereby if you backslide God can take you off the earth because you are ashaming him but you cannot go to hell is that right? but now now, if somebody is in such a state, to me, they have been deceived by the devil. Is that right? Like that preacher that Brother Branham gave that, that example. They used to be friends with Brother Branham. They would sit together and have a very sweet heart-to-heart -heart fellowship. Just fellowshipping in the spirit until they weep. Then when Brother Branham went once for a mission trip, when he came back and he was looking for his friend, he told him, said, Oh, praise God, my brother. He told me, No, 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 no. I don't serve the Lord anymore. He thought the man was joking. Then he went home. He got disturbed. He said, brother, what did you tell me? So, yeah, I don't, I don't serve the Lord anymore. He actually found the man had backslidden. And he came to learn 
that the man was drinking. People tried to warn him, but he could not hear. God took him home. The man died. Now, Brother Branham explained that that man was saved. He was drinking, but he didn't go to hell. But I'm, I'm asking, what made him backslide? It was the devil. That's what I'm saying. That I, I guess there are some people in that state. Now, I don't I won't go into the details of what, what it is. What spiritual status that is. Right? But I'm to, that's not the Jerusalem I'm talking about. I'm talking about a spiritual status. Where the devil cannot make you drink. He cannot make you backslide. Right now, all of us, we have to be careful. Alright? There is nobody who can say, Oh, I don't need to pray too much. I don't need to read my Bible too much. I don't need to keep away from evil. No. no. If you play with fire, Fire will burn you. I don't care who you are. But there is a spiritual status where God is trying to push the church. God is trying to push the individual. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm calling Jerusalem. Where, where the devil even leaves you alone. Where the devil says, ah, this one is crazy. Just leave him alone. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> now, we are going to describe all that. But I'm saying that this morning we are we are somewhere in between those state, those places. You may be closer to Jerusalem. Or you may be closer to Jericho. Right? Amina. Now, let's, let's just define the things. Make the definitions. 
Now, the man that was injured, all of us get injured. Let's, let's take you, let's take this man to what was injured to be you and me. Now, the inn that was the church. The inn was not in Jericho. Neither is it in Jerusalem. It is on the road somewhere. The innkeeper is a pastor. Ni pastor. The good Samaritan is Jesus Himself. Right? Praise the name of the Lord. Right? Amen. Now, the two pens that, that, that were given to the minister represented the word and the spirit. Jesus has given us those two tools to, to treat the man the, or the woman that is injured. And Jesus told him, if you use anything else, I'll repay you when I come. Sometimes, the pastor may call a doctor, pastor doctor to come into the church. Is that right? Yeah, there are times when pastors do that. They feel that these people, they, they need to understand things medically. There are times when a pastor feels that these my people, the reason why they are poor is because they don't know how to manage their finances. So maybe out of the church or somewhere in a meeting, he calls a financial expert to help his people. Pastors do that. When the doctor is talking, that's not the word. That's not the spirit. It is just the wisdom of this life. Of of this life. That is the extra. If it is something that will help the church, Jesus will still pay the pastor. It's okay. 
He is doing the best he can. So that he can take care of his people. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, so, so you have the background now. Now we shall talk about those those items in a bit of detail. We shall talk about Jericho, the, the spiritual status of Jericho. We shall talk in a bit of details about the road. And then we shall talk about Jerusalem. Now, let's start with Jericho. Jericho, Jericho, it represents a spiritual a state of spiritual as spiritual status. where you cannot be helped. Brother Gideon in his message last night. He described a girl who was in Jericho. He described a girl whose spiritual status is Jericho. I have it also here as an example. It's a spiritual status where you lose your normal thinking. You tie yourself with the things of the devil. People carelessly do that. You know there is a song that you know brethren sing eh? And it says, sin will take you farther than you want to go. You didn't intend to, to go that far. Maybe you just wanted to play a little bit with girls or boys. Like that. But Satan won't let you go just that far. He will take you farther than you want to go. Maybe you think I'll stay there just, I'll enjoy just a little bit. Satan will keep you there longer than you want. So people play with the devil. Not, and not realizing just how harmful it is. Right? And then Satan takes them deep. Takes them to things that are so serious. And and 
They take them so far. Like that girl. That Gideon was describing. What happened? That was just a, a nice girl in the church. She was the daughter of a deacon. But she started getting arrogant. She would come to church. But she thought that she doesn't need to go so deep in the things of God. That time when Brother Branham talked to her, she had grace enough to come to church, to attend church. But you said arrogantly. She didn't want to go deep in the things of God. Led by the Holy Spirit, the prophet felt like calling her by name. Sister so-and-so, can, can you give your heart to Christ? And she was very angry. She refused to come. She is like some of our sisters, our young children. Their fathers are pastors or deacons or just some faithful brethren in the church. So they attend church with them but they don't want to mess themselves with this. And they feel that they have a right to choose whether to go into Christ or to the world. So they are somewhere in between there. Yes, you go to church. But they listen to outlet music. They mix with their, their, their friends in the world. And they feel they are okay because they can make a choice. So such a girl. Brother Branham called her. And it was not Brother Branham. It was the Holy Spirit. See? And she refused. When she refused, when they got out, Brother Branham was, sit, was standing somewhere. She came over to him. And she had the guts to, 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 ask, to ask him, why did you embarrass me? And then she said, well, I felt the Holy Spirit and she dismissed it. She was, she was even rude to him. She told him, if I want somebody to talk to me, 
I'll choose somebody else, but not you. She despised the servants of the Lord. This worldly spirit, they get bolder and bolder. When the Holy Spirit stopped dealing with her, in the way Brother Gideon was saying, she never got that tag again. She stopped coming to church. She didn't care anymore about the things of God. She even left home. By the time Brother Branham was talking to her, she had been away from home for one and a half years. She had become a drunkard. A, a prostitute and a dope addict. That's Jericho. See? Now, before you go that road, God will send you strong, powerful warnings. And if you are still arrogant, God is still giving you a chance. Because he is long-suffering. He is patient. He is still calling you. But remember, He may call you for the last time. Right now, your status does not seem to be serious. Because you are still coming to church. That girl was also coming to church. But she reached a place. The Holy Spirit calling her, calling her. Now, let me tell you. You do not know. God does not give you a warning. That this is your last call. You just become arrogant like you have always been. And that is your last. So let me tell you. Let me repeat what Gideon said. If you feel in your heart you have not really given your life to Jesus. And there is something urging you to. You better do it. Even, even before the meeting ends. You say in your heart. Lord, I don't want to go to Jericho. 
Now, Hati, let me tell you. I want to show you the prophet saying eh? that anything that is not Christ-like there is a spirit in it. There is a spirit, there is a demon spirit in smoking. There is a demon spirit in worldly music. Is that right? You people that listen to worldly music. And when the music is going, your spirit is enjoying. And you are tapping your foot in it. It's affecting you. There is a demon in you. Let me tell you. There was a girl. She was called Nelly Sanders. Nelly Sanders. Nelly, Nelly, Nelly Sanders. Nelly Sanders. Nelly Sanders. Nelly Sanders. Hey, so Nelly Sanders. You will find it in this message called The Greatest Battle Ever Fought. Okay. okay, fine. Now, then she was a Christian. She used to be a dancer. She was winning prizes. Now when she got saved, she stopped all that life. She was genuinely saved. Right? She accepted Christ. But being a young Christian, she didn't know the tricks of the devil. So one night, when she was going home, she found she passed a place where there was a disco. And the music was going boom, boom, boom. And then she stopped to listen. Then the music started getting better and better to her. And she said, Let me go near there. Maybe I'll testify to some of my friends. My former friends. Now, before she knew it, she was in the arms of a boy dancing. Then she realized, oh, I'm a Christian. And she ran away. She ran off. She went to look for Brother Branham. This is the, oh, my brother, brother, Pastor Billy, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to do it. I honestly didn't mean to do it. Then Brother Branham calmed her down. And he rebuked the demon that was in her. When it came out of her, 
God made it to be visible. Out of our head. There came out something that looks like a bat. With hair. And it, and it went around the, the, the room. First of all, you know, let me tell you, demons are very aggressive. It came out of her, but it was very angry. It attacked the prophet until he screamed. Until he screamed. He said, the blood of Jesus protects me from that thing. When he mentioned the blood of Jesus, it left him. And it went around looking for somebody to enter. There was a drunkard, a friend of Brother Branham's. He had collected him from the street so that the police don't get put him in the cells. I think that thing must have entered the drunkard. So, eyo diamond ya tahomu yogo musins. Because, when it, 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 it went towards him, he saw it. He became sober. And he, went, he jumped from the bed. Right? Uh -huh. It was real. These, these demons are real. When you put on worldly music, you are inviting demons in your house. Once you enjoy them, you know the demon has entered you. The demon from your machine and it enters you. So, the way, listen to me, please. This is the quotation I wanted to give you. Because Brother Branham explained how they work. See? Because they are deceptive. They, deceive you. they act by deception. So the demon, it comes in a mild form. It does not take you very far. Maybe because of your upbringing, you, you may not agree no to go all the way. I'm sure that girl, the girl in Bra that, that uh, insulted Brother Branham. When she was in church, if you would have given her a cigarette to smoke, 
She would have refused it. Right? If you would have given her alcohol to drink, she, or, or dope, you know, drugs. She said, no, 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 no. I am a Christian. She would have said that. So demons, they come slowly, slowly. If because of your upbringing, you find that they are going to, you are going to discover them, they stop there. And they don't go further than that. Maybe some of you, if you are here, you go to church, maybe with your parents, but you don't want to go so deep in Christ. Satan will keep you right there. He won't go further than that. But the fact that you are refusing to go where Christ wants you to go, it shows the demon is there. You are not obeying Christ. You are not listening to the Holy Spirit. It shows there is a demon of arrogance. That makes you stop there. The Holy Spirit is pushing you. When you are saying, do I have to go? No, but there's that demon that won't take you farther than that. But if it, if it can, if it can convince you, you will go farther. And farther. And farther. It is taking you to Jericho. Now, my time is really going. Okay. But let me, let me just reduce. Uh, now, an example in the Bible of a human being that was in Jericho was the maniac of Gadara. You know that story? That man who was living in the tombs with a legion of demons. That was Jericho. Let me read you a few quotations of how the spirit, how Brother Branham explained how he got into that condition. Now, uh, is a message called The Maniac of Gadara. 
Says like this. Or, or rather, let me read another one. I have a few of them. It's a message called, Then Jesus Came. He says, One day, way down in the land of Gadara, no doubt a sociable, God-fearing citizen. Once lived, once lived a good God-fearing citizen. And he got out with the wrong crowd. Maybe just married. Uh, and had two or three little kiddies. But he got mixed up in the wrong group. These are brothers. They are in the church. They are good gentlemen. But they don't want to go deep in the things of the spirit. And they don't like this emotional things. They are just there. And they know in their minds they think it is okay to take a social drink. And that's where many a young man or a young woman loses out. Getting, getting mixed up in the wrong group. Wrong associates. And so one night, they taken him out and give him a drink. Oh, play a little game. Ah, Or do this. It won't hurt. You know those two pool rooms. Huh? Do you have a pool rooms? This where you 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 hit you hit a ball with a stick. Ah, it won't hurt. Then the first devil entered him. He went home and had to tell his wife a lie. <laughs> The second devil entered him. And on until he was possessed with a legion. He is God beyond any help. And the poor fellow was drove out into the tombs. Praise the name of the Lord. That's, I'm that's what I'm talking about. Now, he repeated that the journey of that man. He repeated it several times. 
When he was there. Now, listen. Seeing this poor old fellow. Legion. Legion. Out there. Maybe once in a while. He would come to himself. He would just look and say. What am I doing here? There is chains all around him. And his body all cut up. Then the devil. Then the devil would throw him into a spell. And here he would go. Maybe he would come again and think. I got a wife and children somewhere. And the first thing, you know, the devil pull him into another spell. And here he would go. And he was a murderer. If he could get to people. He didn't know he was doing it. See? The devil would want to put you in a state where you can't get saved. Listen. Even in the church, there are some people that are in church, but they cannot be saved. Unfortunately, the examples that, that the Bible gives is ministers. See? Ministers. I'm not talking about our brethren. I'm talking about what the Bible says. Their consciences are seared with a hot iron. Is that right, brethren? Huh? Yeah. Right? If you read the book of Second Peter. It shows that these people are beyond redemption. These are people who commit adultery in the church. And they explain it with a doctrine. See? Now these people they are beyond help. They have no fear. Alright? That's what the Bible says. They were ordained for destruction. See? And they will do horrible things. And instead of having the pain of repentance, they 
They don't fear the pillar of fire. They don't fear the church. They will defile people's wives. In fact, the way the Bible says it, they are worse than devils. Yeah. That's, that's what the Bible says. The things they do, even devils feared doing. They are religious, but they are beyond help. They're exactly right. They cannot be saved. Let me tell you, you better remain a simple Christian. You cannot, you cannot get so spiritual until people cannot correct you. You are playing a very dangerous game. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Okay. You can have brothers. I wish I didn't have to say all this, but if I had time, I'm telling you, if I had time, I would read the scriptures. I would read you, I would read you Romans chapter 1. We wouldn't read it because of time. But you'd see how the devil stepwise Step wise. It takes people deeper and deeper in sin. And because they don't like to retain God in their knowledge, Satan takes them deeper and deeper until they become adulterers, liars, thieves, sodomites, all kinds of things. And they are very happy doing it. That's what the Bible says. And that's a man or a woman that is in Jericho. And you cannot preach to them. No. When you see people doing that, don't ever think you are going to save them. They are gone forever. They are beyond where the Holy Spirit can take them. Listen. You cannot preach as there is no sermon you can preach. Where they are going to get where they are going to get ashamed. There is nobody here on earth. <laughs> you 
You look in Australia. You look in North America. Go to Russia. There is not wisdom here on earth that can speak words of wisdom. And that man repents. No. They are gone. See? That's true. They are in Jericho. They are beyond hell. Listen. If they were redeemable, they could be hearing a sermon. And they get sorrow of heart. And they would want to get better. But now, they, they will do evil things and justify it with the Bible. Forget about it. They are lost. Mazimako Babuzile lost for good. Bakamura Paka Muherum Paka Paka Paka. Now, in the Bible, in, in the message, Hati there was one man who was in that state. The prophet, we, we normally call him the maniac of Oregon. The maniac of Oregon. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not that he was he was completely mad. Right? No, he was a normal man. But he got into a state. To begin with, he was powerful. He was very big. And he hated preachers. Right? Now, when he came to Brother Branham, because he used to beat preachers, he had injured a preacher not long before that, he gave him a punch. Until he broke his jaw and his collarbone. Now when he saw Brother Branham coming to hold a meeting, he thought he would do the same. Now you know what happened. Brother Branham saw him coming. And he was coming quickly. Speed, speed. So he thought it was an emergency, somebody in trouble. But when, when preachers who were here saw him, they recognized him. And they scattered, they ran off the platform. Now, when, when he came, Brother Branham didn't know him. When he reached there, he saw that he was cursing him. Threatening. Just you snake in the grass, you are hypocrite. Call yourself a man of God. And he told him, I will break every bone in your body. Some policemen came. 
who had been converted. They wanted, they wanted to arrest him. And he told them, no, leave him alone. This is not a flesh and blood affair. Now, then, Brother Branham himself it was the Holy Spirit who took over. Because when he saw him instead of feeling scared he perfect peace inside. See? And he said you are saying in his heart poor man Maybe he's, he's, he has a wife and children. He would like to live a normal life. But the devil has taken him into that state. And then the man was all the time coming, threatening. Then Brother Branham found himself saying, Satan, because you have challenged the servant of the Lord, you fall down under my feet. Now, when he said that, this man got furious. And he, and he came forward. Now, just before he reached him, he felt like he has hit a stone wall. He got, he got his eyes started rolling. He, he fell down. Down. Now, this is the part I want. So the policeman came and asked him. Is the man dead? He said no. They asked him, Is he delivered? He said no. It's not possible for him to be delivered. He told them, He worships that spirit. It makes him think he is right. Right? When he sees himself beating preachers, he feels great. And he thinks he is right. And he worships it. He said, if I can remove it, he will take it right back. See? Now, that's a man in Jericho. It's not possible to save him. Let me tell you, there are some people living on this earth. Although the blood of Jesus, I believe, is still on the throne, on the, before the throne of God. 
and the Holy Spirit is still speaking to men pleading for them to be saved. But there are some people who will never be saved. They are in Jericho. They are beyond reach. Their hearts are hard. And they despise all wisdom. They mock at godliness. Let me tell you, because we interact with some of them, when they see us living right, and condemning the evil things they do, they convince their followers that we are just hypocrites. They teach people that there is no true preacher. When you see preachers preaching righteousness, they are just pretenders. Those people will never be saved. They are lost eternally. They are in Jericho. See? I had a lot of things to say about that. But time is going. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. So, <clears throat> let's, let's talk about the road. Now, I believe, I want to believe that none of us here is in Jericho. But probably we are not yet in Jerusalem also. Now on this road, there are many robbers. Listen, if somebody has ever, ever talked to you a rude word, something that hurts you, then you have met a robber. The robber may be a sister. It may be a, it may be a brother. It may be a man of the world. It may be just an innocent person who tells you something without intending to hurt you. But the devil makes them do something that hurts you. Don't worry. Don't be surprised. You are on the road. 
Oriamurgendo, Oriamurguto. This road is full of robbers. Sometimes you walk with a person with your good friend. Then they betray you. They disappoint you. Yeah, that is this road. Listen. Sometimes it may be your own fault. Sometimes you suffer for your mistakes. But other, but other times it is God trying you. Other times it is especially if you are going on the road to Jericho. You sure meet a lot of robbers there. Listen. If you are going towards Jerusalem, ah, this one, you will just have to believe me. If you are going towards Jerusalem, you won't fight many robbers. <laughs> but if you go downwards, God makes sure. Hey, you robber, what are you doing? You block the way. You block the way. If you still insist on going, God commands them. Hey, cut. Give a club. So you lie down there. Oh. Some, sometimes half dead. Sometimes you are so injured. Until you cannot move. You are so injured. You are so confused. You are so discouraged. It's not your fault. It is God who sent robbers. And on this road. Sometimes you see a person who should be able to help you. He is a Levite. He comes by. A Levite is a minister. People who explain, expound the word. So, so, oh, surely. Somebody who is teaching the word should be able to help me. But when they look at you, they just go the other way. So maybe you are in your injured condition. You have been disappointed by a Levite. Don't worry. We are on the road to Jericho. It is the characteristics of this road. And then, 
a priest passed by. Uh-huh. The priest is the pastor. He looks, he looks at you. Ah, he just turns the other way. Ah, now I go at Rogundi Muhanda. Ah, Pastor Wanji. If 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 you have been disappointed like that, just, just understand that these are the characteristics of this road. See? Now, listen. The person who helped him was where he least expected it. Because a Samaritan does not have a very good name. When the, when the Jews, when they were insulting Jesus, they told him, you are a Samaritan. A Samaritan was a figure of a very bad person, wicked. And let me tell you, don't despise anybody. Those people that you expect should help you. Maybe they have no use for you. But maybe the, maybe the person that you, you think this one is of no use to me. Maybe that's the person who can help you. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. Sometimes we despise people. And they are the people that God has sent to help you. See? Praise the name of the Lord. And let me tell you, this, I don't want to dwell too much here. I want you to listen to this. Sometimes, it's because we don't have much value for people in church. But you know, you don't even know who that person is besides you. I have a quotation here. The prophet was illustrating a conversation between Jesus and Lazarus. Before Lazarus, before Jesus started his public ministry. History tells us I don't know whether it is true or not. But, but that Jesus and Lazarus. But they were family friends. Jesus, Jesus started his ministry when he was 30 years old. So let's imagine. When he was 28. And they are friends with Lazarus. And they are going to fellowship together. 
They are going to the synagogue. And they sit together like these brothers are sitting there. Then when they go home, they are discussing the scriptures. And Brother Branham said that maybe Lazarus could have picked a, 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 a brother, he told me. Maybe he could have picked a conversation. Brother, there's a scripture that has always puzzled me. The Bible says, Isaiah, and to us a son is given. A child is born. And he shall be called this. What do you think about it? And he doesn't know that he's talking to the very person. Say, so you may be sitting with someone and you don't know who they are. Let me tell you something. I believe that now as we are seated here we don't know each other. You don't know me. I don't know you. Some of you are prophets. Some of you are prophetesses. Some of you have great gifts. When the church leaves out its childishness and wildliness, and everybody gets into the wings of the Holy Spirit. There shall emerge prophets, prophetesses, and things among you. Sometimes, it is the person that you despise. Because of their weaknesses. I feel as if I'm not saying it well enough. Let me tell you. Instead of blaming the sister. So that when you are correcting her. You don't go with the attitude saying, I don't know what some people are made of. Then somebody tells you, Why don't you go and see her? And you, say, and you say, Okay, okay, okay. So when you go to correct, you are correcting a crook. Many you don't go, and you don't go far, they will resent you. Ah, Yeah, because you cannot deceive human beings. If you love them, they'll detect you love them. I don't have time to 
to really dig into that. But you understand what I mean? Let me give you a story. It was said by a doctor. Doctor, uh, He was one of our teachers. So I don't know. He used to tell a lot of stories. So I don't know whether it was true or not. True. But it, it sounded true. Those were in the days when Kenya was very, very primitive. It was very undeveloped. There were no roads. And there were not many hospitals. So sometimes you would get a report that in a remote village you get it by radio that there is a mother in labor and the baby is stuck and that woman will lose her life and the baby or maybe an accident or something doctors would be flown by helicopters because there would be no way of transporting them. So they carry their things, their drugs and their equipment and go and help the patient there. So this doctor was, was called and he was flown to where there was a patient in trouble. Now, when he is in the air, he happened to look at the, at the pilot. And he found that the, the pilot is unconscious. Something has happened to him. And he is not opening his eyes. He checked his pulse. And the heart was going like this. And the man was sweating. Now the medical personnel, I can see a doctor there. You know what that means. Now listen. The patient the, the pilot. <laughs> now, this doctor, he had been used to seeing these patients in the hospital in that state. On a hospital bed. So, he is. He starts giving orders. Go and do this. Bring this. Bring that. But this situation is different. Because his life depends on this patient. If it is a hospital bed. And he loses the patient. He will just go home. But this time. If he does not succeed. He is also gone. 
Because he knows nothing about these gadgets here. All I'm saying is this. I hope, I wish we could help one another. With that kind of attitude. See? I'm going to correct the sister. If she turns up her nose, I'll just go home and leave her. Yeah, I'm going to help him. I'm going to help this fellow. If he refuses to hear me, I'll go on with my ministry. That is the patient on the hospital bed. But if we could take the attitude, see? Now, <laughs> if I'm going to complete the story, this doctor, Dr. Ogwe, he decided that if I panic, we are, we, are, we are all dead. But I'm going to do the right thing. So he put a drip. He hard. Did this, whatever he does. The, the man started opening the eyes. And doing things. And he, he revived the patient. Be, before they crashed. And, and he was able to put the plane back on course. <laughs> I wish we could help one another on, on the road to Jericho. I wish we could have compassion on one another like that. Praise the name of the Lord. And maybe God will raise him up. Now, as I said, the Samaritan used oil and wine. The oil Amajuta represents the Holy Ghost. So I'm telling you, I don't care what wounds the devil has put on you. There is only one medicine. That's the Holy Ghost. See? If the power of the Holy Ghost can come upon you, it will heal all wounds. If you are hurt this morning, if you are hurting inside, don't run away from the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the healer. See? 
It will make you feel good again. If somebody has wronged you, you know, there were two girls and they had hurt one another. And I was trying to reconcile them. One of them was so hurt. And surely it was a very... That other girl who had done something very bad. So I told them. Before we, we start. Let us, let us pray. This other one was so hurt. Until she said, I won't pray. And she opened her eyes wide. Don't do that. However hurt you are, let the Holy Spirit come in the issue. See? The Holy Spirit will bring solutions you can never think of. See? The wisdom and the ability of the Holy Spirit is beyond anything human beings can think of. Let God have his way. Praise the name of the Lord. There's a song we sing. Leave, leave it there, leave it there. Take your burdens to the Lord. Leave it there. If you trust and never doubt, he will surely give you up. See? 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 Now the wine, the wine, it represents the stimulation of revelation. When the oil has done its part, oh praise God, right now, Maybe the word of God is not very stimulating to you. But when your soul is healed, the revelation of the word of God will, will complete the healing. It will build you up. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. If you give the word of God chance, obey the instructions of the word. It will build a character in you. It will build an ability in you such that 
Where the devil injured you you will be more than a match for the devil. Praise the name of the Lord. You need the oil. And you need the wine for your healing. See? See? If robbers have injured you, allow the oil and the wine to do its work. And you will be healed. Praise the name of the Lord. Remember, God has committed you to the innkeeper. That's your pastor. Oh, let me tell you. I have no doubt in my mind that the pastors if you saw the way God used them last night if God can use them it means they are equipped God has committed you to them I'm sure if people can do that submit themselves to the ones that God has put in charge. Our churches would be very strong. Our people would be healed. Let me tell you. Listen. The way they are praying for the sick here they would pray for the sick in your own church. And you get the same results. The Bible doesn't say the Bible doesn't say that come to the convention and be healed in the convention. In your own local church. See? There should be anointing with oil and, a, and laying on of hands. God will honor the prayers. Praise the name of the Lord. I have a feeling that we are not practicing that enough. Yeah. People should be practicing that all the time. Don't stay with the problem. Go to the pastor. He is a man of God. Brother 
Brother Branham, he was in a Baptist church. That pastor, pastor he was not, very, not a great man of faith. He was Dr. Davis. A Baptist preacher. Brother Branham just told him, you are my elder. Because he is occupying that state, that office. Let me tell you, God anoints the office. When you, when you believe that man, it is not him you are honoring. You are honoring God's system. The system that God has put in place. You are believing it. Brother Branham was healed of a disease that had defeated the greatest hospital in the world. He was not talking about a headache or a toothache. It was a disease that had defeated the greatest hospital in the world at that time. And even now, it is still the greatest hospital in the world as we speak. And he believed a man who was not having gifts. He was not having gifts. You know people they wait for a Kehua to come from, from Kenya. And come and before you. And claim. You know, I have a special gift. Praying for the sick. So everybody wants to come to my line. Let me tell you. I don't know. <laughs> but you'll excuse me my brothers let me put it like this I'll, I'll not elaborate but this is what I believe myself this time this is not a time for special gifts this is the day of the bride this is the day when people take their positions. Yeah. Pastors, take your positions. Do, listen, do what God tells you to do. And you people, you people, believe the church. Believe the church government. In your own local church. 
That is where we have great men and women. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. You are looking for gifted people. You want me to tell you where they are. You are the gifted people. Amen. Amen. See, this is the time for the church of Jesus Christ to rise up in his mighty power. The, the era, the time, the period, the season, season of special people is over. If you see people, if you see a person claiming a, a special, special position now, I know that that's not the season. The season is over. We had one special person. Let me, tell, let me say it like this. I'll say it anyhow. Let me tell you. There's the ministry of Brother Branham was the ministry of Jesus Christ. In the Bible, that was the Gospels. Brother Branham's ministry is in Matthew. Is in Mark. Is in Luke. It's in John. After, jo after Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Where do we go to? No, the to say the book of Acts. Woo! Hallelujah. <laughs> Yeah, that's where we are. That's right. Jesus said, the works that I do, shall you do also. See? See? These, these signs shall follow them that believe. Yeah. That's where we are now. We are in the book of Acts. And each of you in your local church is like a local church in the book of Acts. It's exactly. That's where we are. In there, in there, we shall have an agabas. agabas. We shall have a Stephen. Stephen. We shall have a Philip. Philip. We shall have a Paul. 
Praise the name of the Lord. That's why I come and see him. Amen. Amen. Now, Ati, I have a few minutes to talk about Jerusalem. In fact, my last remarks that is when the church is in Jerusalem. Now, let me tell you, the road to Jerusalem, if you are not going towards Jericho, but everybody going to Jerusalem, it's not an easy road. We have a song we sing. It's not an easy road. We are going to heaven. We are going to Jerusalem. It's not an easy road. See? But I'm telling you, if you are on that road, there shall be few robbers. Exactly. Jesus said, the man was going from Jerusalem to Jericho. And he and he met robbers. Not Jericho to Jerusalem. Amen. Amina. Now, it, it's, it is steep. It is, it is uphill. What it means is that you might have to make hard decisions. Sometimes you may have to confess embarrassing things to make things right. See? I believe Gideon gave Gideon gave a very nice illustration yesterday. About the boy and the duck. You may have to go and confess about the duck you killed. Right? But it is not hard. We are going
just, I think this one is too, too important for me. When you have about 10 liters of milk, it's too much for you to use at home. So you want to sell some of it. You go and get an order in the local hotel where you'll be delivering 5 liters of milk a day. Now, you may not have a vessel a container. And the town is far where you can buy. So you go to your rubbish, to where you throw your rubbish. And, and you find a container of five liters. Now, if, if the order of your milk uh, it's five liters. You are not going to get a bottle of one liter. You are going to pick a container that will, that will work for you. So you pick the container. It was in the chicken yard. So it is dirty. When it was in the chicken yard, it was rubbish. If somebody, if somebody came and took it, you would not ask him anything. You can even give it to him. But now that you have used for it, it is, a, it is a precious thing. When you pick it up, although it is still dirty, but you have used for it. That is what God did for us. He went out into the world. And he wanted to do a work in this age. There is a work that God has to accomplish in this age. Now, God does not do things haphazardly. 
Everything that is used in his church Every stone that is built that is used to build his church it is carefully prepared. He cannot just put anything. You may ask me, so why did God create me like that? And he won't use this temper. Let me tell you, the process of removing that temper is what God wants to see in you. There was a message I was preaching. And I, and I like preaching it. And I call it it's a personal salvation. Everybody is saved individually. That's why the filth that was in my heart is different from the filth that is in yours. Some people here they, have, they were never involved in adultery and filthiness. But maybe they are very proud. God designed it that way. Each one has their own filth to get rid of. Because by removing that filth, God is preparing you for his house. See? That's exactly. So, what do you do? You take that vessel. You clean it. You clean it. Then when it's clean, then it's filled. Now, let me read now from here. I wanted you to understand what he says. That when, after the vessel is cleaned. Now, and I want you to listen here. We believe that the Holy Spirit is putting the same vessel in service. Now, there is a subtle point here, my brethren. People think that God puts the Holy Spirit and then he waits and then he starts using it. No. The Holy Spirit is putting the vessel in service. If we talk about our container, the Holy Spirit is putting the milk now in the vessel. The Holy Spirit is for usage. Not for storage. 
Tibiribyo tiwataliwa kubika mbika. If you have the Holy Spirit, but God is not using you, you are not scriptural. I cannot say you didn't get the Holy Spirit. But I know that you are not scriptural. I'm not the judge. I don't know. I don't know what happened to you. But if you are not being used, then there is a problem. We don't read scripture in you. The Holy Spirit is putting the same vessel in service. That the Holy Spirit is not another step of grace but more of the same grace that fuels the believer to the, to the extent where that signs and wonders such as the apostolic gifts spoken of in Corinthians 12 manifest themselves through this believer when the Holy Spirit comes to take up the gift. Now, we believe now, 11. Let's go to 11. 11. I believe that gifts and callings are without repentance. That when we were born in this world, we are sent here by one purpose that is of God. And that we are even before we become adults, while we are yet children, the gifts that we have of God is in us then. And only the feeling of the Holy Spirit puts these gifts into operation. See? But we have them in the beginning. Such as teachers and apostles and prophets, gifts of tongues and the nine spiritual gifts according to 1 Corinthians 12. Now we believe that these gifts are in operation today and they should be in every local church. If a local church has people who are filled with the Holy Ghost, this should be going on. Let me tell you what people do. They don't serve God. Instead of people being in prayer, 
reading their Bibles. They busy themselves with so many things of the world. They should be reading the Bible, going to church, cleansing their lives all the time until the Holy Spirit is operating in the church. See? People don't take their positions. See? Now, and then, what, hap what should happen I, I don't have, now my time is over. I'm going, to, I'm going to steal a few minutes, brother. <laughs> now, but I won't keep you long. I just want to give a summary. Because I'm now talking about Jerusalem, a church in Jerusalem. Where we are going. I told you it's an uphill thing. It's not a time of relaxing. It's not a time of just rejoicing and all that. No. It is serving God in the position that God has given you. And as God is using you. Are you with me? As God is using you, reports are going to the Father all the time about you. God sends you trials. He sees how you are. You are going about it. Reports are going to the Father all the time. God sends opposition. He sees how you deal with it. He puts you in through a, a certain situation. And heavens are marking what you are doing. Reports go to the Father all the time. As long as you have been sent here by God. God is getting reports about you every day. So, now if he has put the Holy Spirit in you, he has given you a certain job to do. Some people are so lazy. They don't pray. They don't read their Bibles. When they are instructed something by their pastors, they are stubborn. They are not obedient. Sister, God moves your mother. To do something to you. He wants to see whether you are actually his child or not. Whether you are going to obey him. Brother. The Holy Spirit. 
sees that he makes sure that you are put in a certain situation. Maybe it's tempting to see how you are going to react. Whether you are going to stick to the principles of the Bible like Jesus. Whether you are about our father's business. Or you don't mind the, the, the kingdom of God. And reports are going to the Father all the time. If you stay there long enough, consistently doing good, consistently loyal to God, loyal to the kingdom of God, loyal to our inheritance, the cause of Christ. If you are consistently there, God discusses with the angels up there. See, brother so and so. Do you think now he is ready? And the angels say, yes, I think he's ready. Now, then he says, give him the authority of a son. The authority of a son. A son. A son. son okay. of God. Do you know what that authority is? Yes. 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 So, as we go along, God places that one there. Another one places God. Places him. Gets a sister. Oh, this sister is faithful. She loves God. She loves, she loves the word of God. She is faithful. Even if you oppress her. But she is just faithful to God. She does not disobey the word. Then, up in the heavens, they discuss and they say, place her. She is given her position. When God places, 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 when all the churches in their positions, that is a church in Jerusalem. That's exactly. That's where we are going. Church. Mighty in power. See? Huh? Now, let me tell you. When the church is in that condition, that church is beyond the reach of the devil. Amen. There was, a, there was a, a message I was teaching recently. And I was calling it Three Brides. Three, three Brides. Three Brides. 
Eve was the first bride. Kawa hawa She was deceived by the devil. And she fell. The New Testament church was the second bride. She was deceived by the devil and she fell. The reason why this church cannot fail the devil cannot deceive it. The way it, def- the way it deceived, the way Satan deceived Eve, and the way Satan deceived the New Testament church. This church cannot be defeated because she has come out of the hands of the devil. See? She, she has fought her way. She has grown. Those two other brides. The reason why they were deceived. They were not yet in the stature of Christ. But this last day bride. She will fight her way. She will grow through the steps. Until she is in the stature of Jesus Christ. How can a church? How can a church? How can an individual? be in the stature of the fullness of Christ and certain defeat him. That is like saying that Jesus can be defeated by the devil. That is like saying the yeah. Hey. If my brother here can defeat an enemy and me I'm small that I keep on growing I keep on growing until we are the same strength I'll defeat the same enemy. That's right. And this church will be this church will be beyond. She, she cannot be deceived. Just like Jesus could not be defeated. An individual that has reached a place where they have been adopted given power with God that's an individual in Jerusalem they are beyond the reach of the devil praise the name of the Lord I'll read you only one quotation and then, then I finish with it. 
This is paradox of 61, 12, 10. 61, 12, 10. That is paragraph 255, sister. Paragraph I'm just finishing. He says, I have often wanted to come into a church. I have longed to see it. I guess where I could walk in the back door. Front door, whatever it was. Look across an audience. And see a perfect church. All in order. Sin couldn't stay there. The spirit called it out. You see the people who are inside there. Their gifts are operating. They have the Holy Ghost. Not just for jumping about. Just couldn't stay. Like Anania and Safira. You just couldn't do it. There will be no sin in that group. The spirit quickly speak it like that. No matter what it was. How little. You know, people excuse things that seem small, but they are sins. Not in that church. It would be done. See, men and women, women and men, sitting there under the power of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God moving perfectly, moving this. Someone had done something wrong in the congregation. So they couldn't. They, they come quickly confess it before them. The spirit has got a hold of it to confess it. Both. They, they can't tell it because they know right then it's going to be called. Let me say this. Are you hearing me? If you do something wrong yesterday however bad it was and you confess it fully if today you walk into that church when the gifts are operating the Holy Spirit will not detect that sin there shall be no message like you fornicated yesterday but you made it right there is no such language 
When God sees that congregation, they are holy. When you confess it, and it's under the blood, you never did it. Now, I wonder, why do people refuse such privileges? Why can't you make things right? So that the blood removes it. Because, because however much the Holy Spirit is in the church, the Holy Spirit cannot detect it. That's sin is gone forever. It's gone for eternity. See, the, the power of the blood breaks it down until it is put back in the head of the devil. And Satan will go to hell for it. But not you. Although he could have used your hands, Although he could have used your hands. He could have used your mouth. But you are free. Why should somebody refuse such a privilege? Then he says. That's the church of the living God. How my old poor old heart. Now getting old. How I've longed to stand and see a church like that. I may yet, I hope so. I hope to. Perfect works of God. Now, it could be understood. Praise the name of the Lord. I don't know, but I don't think there is a church, I don't know of any church like that, which, which is in Jerusalem. Right? I don't know. Jerusalem. That's why I said we are on that journey. We are on let us struggle. The way is hard. It is uphill. But if you are if you are facing a tough portion of the road, sister, don't turn back. Sister, don't be afraid. Just go on. Brother, just go on. Brother, If there is something on the on the way, let's overcome it. 
let's go to Jerusalem. Amen. Hallelujah. We, we used to sing a song. They, they love it very much in Zimbabwe. We are going to Jerusalem. 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 We are going to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem. Praise the name of the Lord. As an individual, let's press on. Now, I just don't know whether there, there is anybody as we bow our heads. I want us to pray. I don't know whether there is anybody who has not given their lives to Christ. Maybe, maybe God has exposed your life through the word and you don't want to get into the state of that girl. Because let me tell you, devils are trying to get you to a place where the Holy Spirit cannot get you. If there is a tag in your heart, the Holy Spirit pointing to you, Jerusalem. And you want to turn around and go to where all things are possible. That's the kind of Jesus is coming for. That's the kind of individual he's coming for. Is there anybody like that? Like, I trust that you are all saved. There is somebody there. There's another one there. God be merciful. I hope there is nobody who has had their, their hearts to be so hard. Somebody who is feeling the tug of the Holy Spirit. But they are resisting. Do, Do not resist. resist. But give in. Just give in. Amen. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, Lord, looking at that, the reality of that situation, that we are on this road it's not an easy road. The spiritual forces fighting over the souls of men. It's not visible to us. But it is something so real. The angels of God pointing us upwards. 
towards Jerusalem, a spiritual state where all things are possible. Demons deceiving people, enticing them to go downwards to where the Holy Spirit cannot reach them. I commit all this congregation in your hands. I particularly want to pray for those who raise their hands. I pray that you honor their decision. And give them the helper, the Holy Spirit. That will start them on their journey. I pray for the believers. Maybe some of them have been sliding backwards or enticed to slide backwards. I pray, Lord, that you give every one of us a determination. Some people may be facing a stiff part of the journey. I pray that you help them. You just want their decision. Do they want to stand for you are they going to take sides with you? If it is something that something hard for them to confess, give them courage. Because there, there is no temptation that is so great. There is, there is no burden that is so heavy that they cannot be able to overcome. We just pray that the power of the devil shall be broken. And they will stand for God. Until we all come to that state. Oh God, how we have longed to see that kind of a church. A church in Jerusalem. Individuals. How we long, Heavenly Father. We ministers. Trying to teach the people. Trying to warn them. Rebuking them. Until they all come to the state stature of a perfect man. Where as an individual, Satan can never get them. We pray that you give every one of us grace. Strengthen the ministers, Heavenly Father. As they try to do this solemn thing. And together we commit ourselves in your hands. For the task that is ahead of us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.